I would like to welcome to the podcast today, Raheem Bashir. Raheem is a blog writer and copywriter at Last Word on Sport. Sports, I should say. He covers all sports, so uh, we're very pleased to have him today so we can discuss maybe not just uh, MLR, but we'll see what happens with this podcast. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Raheem, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, uh, thanks. Um, it's been a, a busy month with the FIFA World Cup and the Rugby World Cup, but it's been a lot of fun as well. It seems like the world's best are coming together all at the same time for different sports. So pretty impressive. So what are you, we'll start off a little bit with the Rugby World Cup. What are your takeaways yeah. from that? I think Rugby Canada did very well in that World Cup. Um, France was a bit disappointing in how they played, but generally I, I thought the play was generally very good. They almost beat England in the semifinals, and um, England is they they have a lot of professionals. So England and France, they have like a pro league. I don't know much about New Zealand, but I assume like rugby is like a religion to New Zealand. Like ice hockey is in Canada. Yeah. So, uh, considering that Canada did very well, um, we can discuss the aspect of a pro women's league for rugby union if it would happen or not. Um, I know when we came and went last time, there was a talk of a women's pro rugby league, and I think that might still be going on, but uh, there has never, there's not been talk about a pro women's rugby union league, which might um, put Canada in the future. Well, I, you know, I've, I've been talking to whoever listens about what's happening when we look at uh, those representing our country, it seems to be the female sports seem to be representing very yeah. well. Nothing, nothing, nothing against the men, but you know, it is sport, and I think the investment should be there for whether it's female or whether it's male. Uh, the women have really proven themselves. We look at soccer. You know, we have a great Canadian soccer team. We look at uh, rugby union. Uh, team that went and represented they did very well i think they finished was the third or fourth um and then we have the ravens that were over in the rugby league world cup who put on a very sh a good show but again like you say they're competing against professionals it's sort of like when i look at the olympics and some countries put together a team that's all made up of nhl professionals and some countries don't have that so they're using their amateurs or collegiate players so we need to have an even playing ground. So a women's yeah. professional league in, in North America would work, I believe so. We're uh, slowly gaining uh, momentum with it, with the MLR, some hiccups along the way, but they are moving forward and they're putting together a good game and good for the fans and good for rugby in general. There was talk about uh, the Canadian, well, the CC. RL, yeah, uh, supposed to be starting in Canada yeah. with both a men's version and a women's version. I still haven't heard much about that if that's still going to happen, but yeah, we could talk about that. So I know yesterday um, 
there was a, a pro, I don't know if you know, but a pro women's soccer league was announced. And uh, Vancouver Whitecaps and uh, Foothills, the Calgary, are, are going to be part of the league. So um, just to let you know, um, they were both also trying to get NWSL teams in the past, both Vancouver and Calgary, and now they're in this Canadian league. So um, it's interesting if this pro women's soccer league um, kickstarts other leagues from other sports. Um, obviously, I'm to be honest, I am much more concerned about the NARL than the CCCRL. So the NARL is Canada and the US um, because they had a lot of false starts. And then if they give another start date, people are going to say, um, oh, it's not going to happen. They basically lost the trust with the customer, the NARL. I don't think the CCCRL has lost that trust yet. Um, I, I, I have a better feeling, this is just my opinion, but I have a better feeling with the Canadian League than the North American League. I heard there's a lot of weird stuff happening. Um, in terms of uh, MLR, um, there's there might be a second Canadian pro rugby union team coming, but in the SLAR. Um, from what I heard from Brian Ray, um, Twitter, the reason why it hasn't been announced yet is I think Argentina is trying to choose a second team. So I think that is going to happen. I believe the second pro rugby union team, which I think will happen in Greater Victoria, I have a feeling that will happen. And um, and that will be good for uh, for rugby union. I was quite surprised that um, Chicago was announced as a yeah. new franchise and not someplace in BC because we look at some of the greatest talent that play in the MLR, Canadian players, and a lot of them are either from Ontario or from BC. So there are yeah. there is talent there, and it'd be nice to see our players have an opportunity to be able to play in their home country. As you said, expansion is possible. Maybe next year, maybe another Canadian team that would be uh, set up a nice rivalry. Uh, we had that before when we had in the NBA, when we had the Grizzlies in Vancouver yeah. and the Toronto Raptors. That didn't last too long, but no. it was fun while it happened. And we had the same thing with the Expos and the Blue Jays. So let's see what we can do. Hopefully the league writes itself for the mistakes of the past. And we lost two teams last year. Yeah. I think it was a good decision by the league to, you know, just push that aside, start fresh, bring in Chicago, see what happens there. They probably had room to bring in two teams. So we could have had probably expansion, but if it's not ready, yeah. it's not ready. Let's not jump the gun and, and do it wrong. Uh, make sure that there, everything's in place. And uh, speaking of the MLR, Maybe I have a question for you. You're pretty close yeah. to sports. How do you think the MLR is doing financially? Do you think their 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 plan is correct? Do you think they're, they're they have enough money behind them to keep going forward? I, I I've been very impressed with the MLR. Now the thing with uh, Los Angeles and Austin was unfortunate. I don't think MLR planned it to happen, but I think there needs to be a vetting a better vetting process with the ownership groups. Major League Rugby has shown that it has cared for its players. So uh, when pandemic hit, uh, I believe they paid the players in full um, when the season was cut short. 
So I, I think Major League Rugby cares about its players and the situation with Austin and Los Angeles was just, I think, might be the wrong owner. Um, I think, I've heard, I think 2024, I'm here, I think Miami is going to be the team for 2024. Um, I think they have a Twitter account, I believe. So uh, Vancouver, will, I don't think Vancouver, maybe Vancouver will be 2024 or not. I, I assume that the SLAR team will be in Victoria, but in terms of growth, I think MLR is in the right place. Um, just like to remind people, uh, US failed to make the FIFA World Cup in uh, 2018. And um, I know Canada and US did not make the Rugby World Cup this time for a very long time, Canada for the first time ever. But I just think because they were so behind of the other countries in development that it will take time to catch up. I don't think this means that MLR has done nothing for the teams. I think it has, but it, it will take time. Well, we just look back to uh, the MS, uh, you know, Major Soccer League. When they started out, they knew, all the owners knew that for many years they weren't going to be making money um, because we had to build up the sport and bring the audience to the game. And look at it now. Yes. Um, like That's true. Talking specifically about Canadian point of view um soccer i have always found growing up that soccer was always popular in canada um the english premier league was on tv at the time i think it was the main league being shown at the time and there was no there was no attachment to a particular team like there was a toronto Lynx, but it was somewhere in tobico so it was very hard to get it didn't get much attention I think when Toronto FC came, it generated media attention that it never had before. Well, there was a league in the 90s, but I was too young or wasn't born to watch that. So, the blizzard. <laughs> so um, in my lifetime, it was like the first real time that soccer was becoming big in Canada. And obviously, Montreal and Vancouver joined in 2011 and 2012. So... Um, and it's been growing ever since with the Canadian Premier League. Uh, so I have witnessed the lows and highs of soccer. And I believe that rugby in Canada is on a low. But if they look at what soccer did, they can go high as well. With anything, and I think, you know, I look back to the Toronto Wolfpack when they first started in the <laughs> rugby league that – they had a man that had deep pockets at the time. They promised they would get us to Super League within five years, which they did. Unfortunate the way they ended. But the thing about it is I watched it. The fan base grew and grew and grew. And a lot of people came out not just for the game, but for what how they promoted the game, you know, with the beer garden, pregame events, stuff like that. So... Again, it is any sport, especially when you're going professional, you're going to have to build your audience, fan hype. And I know when, we'll just jump ahead a little bit to the CCRL, they came out, they announced some cities that are going to be, you know, supposed to be having teams, which is very good. They've been off the radar for a while. So, of course, yeah. we've lost a little bit of, I guess, 
super interested in it, but yeah. you know, I've I've tried to poke and prod with people I know in that area yeah. and say, can you give me any updates? And they're like, we're working in the background. We can't really go and talk about things right now. Yeah. So I believe they're doing the right thing. You know, yeah. the COVID, the pandemic really messed up a lot of things that were going to happen in sports. Yeah. But as we started off this podcast, we're talking about a women's league. A women's league is very important in Canada. Uh, we watch uh, the professional women's league in Australia. We watch it in England. Uh, there is a place for professional rugby for women in Canada. I like to promote rugby as rugby, not say rugby women or rugby men. Rugby is a great game. And when we watched the World Cup, both the union side and the league side, it was amazing rugby. So I didn't have time to watch the Rugby League World Cup because I was doing the Rugby World Cup and I was also preparing for the FIFA World Cup. But looking at the Rugby World Cup, the union, uh, I think Rugby Canada did very well on the international stage. Obviously, Rugby League, um, I guess Papua New Guinea has gotten a lot better since the last Rugby League World Cup and it showed. But it's good that Canada was able to beat uh, Brazil to show that they are still the best team in the Americas. And I think the men's team for Canada, Rugby League, Rugby League beat the U.S., which was a very uh, a big step because if they are to make the Rugby League World Cup, U.S. is going to be one of the teams that was going to stand in their way of making a um, very first uh, Rugby League uh, um uh, parents, um, yeah, I like how you mentioned about the CCCRL, and uh, it, it sounds like good news. Um, uh, I just, uh, I know there was a, there's a league called the Canadian Basketball League. So before mm -hmm. that, before it started, uh, I didn't hear anything about uh, several months, and I thought that league was not going to happen. This was in 2018, 2019, and then it did. They revealed two teams and then they had this huge uh, time where they didn't announce anything and then they announced the rest of the teams and then they started the league in uh, 2019. So if I, I'm not too concerned about the CCCRL because I know about the CEBL and how it started. So I'm not too concerned because of that. I think you also stated about the false starts by the NARL. Yeah. And that um, I know I was fortunate enough to be able to go, be able to go to Canada Cup and watch uh, that game at uh, in Toronto, um, just to sort of give us a peek of maybe what might be coming. And then all of a sudden it just went dark. Yeah. Um, I know we had a problem with uh, West Coast teams uh, not knowing what they wanted yeah. to do. And then a couple of East Coast teams said, well, we might even form our own league. So a lot of it had to do, I think West Coast was with player insurance. Um, that might have been a difficult thing. Maybe they were just a little bit rushed. And also they were concerned about travel because of the pandemic. So yeah. hopefully there's a lot of fans that are still super stoked about, let's just do say the name Wolfpack. Everybody gets a little crazy there. It's like, it's a new team. It'd be nice to see the NARL become a reality. I think if we can especially with rugby league. We got to promote rugby league in Canada. We want to get a women's women's league. 
we got to have people come to the game. The only way anybody's going to invest in that is knowing that they're going to have a return on their investment. So we need to have fan base and it's going to take time. Like we said with the major league soccer took roughly five years for them to actually start turning a profit, but they knew that going in and, you know, just in time, it's just, I can't wait. I'm getting too old for waiting. It's got to happen now. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say about the NALL is I'm not saying anything bad about the NALL, but the CCCLL, when they started, and I don't think they were as ready as the NALL when they both launched because CCCLL didn't have any teams. But the one thing the CCCLL did was that they got the Canada Rugby League on board. I do not think the NALL got USA Rugby League on board. Like they, if they, if they talked about it beforehand and said that, oh, we're doing this with USA Rugby League, all of this drama with USA Rugby League, I don't think would be there. Maybe it would still, but it'll be a lot less than it is yeah. right now. Yeah, I agree with you with that. It's like two bodies going head to head, and it should have been, you know, a joint thing. So what do you think about this upcoming MLR season? It's going to be very interesting because I think this might be the first season where the Aeros may not be the only Canadian team rugby union. Now, I, I know that it will be the only Canadian pro rugby union team in MLR, but I, I, I'm assuming that the team will be in Greater Victoria, the SLAR team. I think they're going to rename it. So... I don't think the Aeros are going to do any Canada games, like special games in Victoria anymore, because I believe they'll have a team next year. Mm-hmm. So I, that will be one interesting thing. Um, I do feel like the Aeros had a bit of a disappointing year this year. Um, last year, I'm not going to count because it was COVID, but the first two years, 2019 and even 2020, when it stopped, they were one of the top teams in the league. But this, the last year, or this year, they were kind of in the middle. And I believe that Aeros believe that they can do better than that this year. It's going to be very interesting with the Fire and Ice Cup. I think that's going to be the first game uh, between Toronto and Atlanta. It would be a great way to kick off the season. For those fans that are listening and they're not sure about the Fire and Ice, that's the competition between Toronto and Atlanta. They have been... Uh... Atlanta was good enough to host us for uh, allow us to play our games there when we could not travel because of COVID. Um, it's a nice, decent challenge. And I look forward to the Fire and Ice Cup. And, uh, I hope the Arrows win it, but may the best team win. That's all I can say. Uh, the MLR, from what I see this year, is now there was a draft coming. I don't know if it's happening yet. I know there was a draft supposed to be happening, taking players from existing teams to help fill the Chicago team. So I don't know if we lost players or what's going on there. But I know each team had to sort of give up, I think, one or two players or at least make them available. That was the thing. So, you know, you could lose a very good player and it could really change the the makeup of your team. Uh, I believe that uh, having, for me personally, and um, there's nothing against the arrows, but having them move to the new stadium up at York Lines. It's difficult for me to get to the game. Uh, I was uh, for 
by commuting, taking public transit. It was a whole day event. I'd have to leave at like nine in the morning and I wouldn't get back until 3, 34 o'clock in the afternoon just because of Mississauga Transit, Go Transit, and TTC once they got up into that area. When they're playing downtown in Toronto, it was for me one bus and a Go train and I was there very quickly. And at the end of the game, I get home quickly. I don't know. And I think, I don't know if you experience this when you're participating or visiting any games in Toronto, whether it be uh, soccer, MLS, or if you're down at any of the rugby games, but there seems to be a community down in that area of people that love sports. So we had it there. The Wolfpack drew on that. And other teams like the TFC have, you know, people coming from everywhere, but a bulk of people come from the downtown core. I hope that the MR is successful, especially Toronto Arrows and getting the fans there so they can see a return on investment because, again, the only thing that keeps any league alive is pay the bills. And if they can't pay the bills, then the league doesn't last. So that's my concern with them moving up to York Lions Stadium. I don't know if have you been up there? You uh, made the trip. I have. So, in terms of attendance, I, I don't think it's too much of a problem. In my opinion, if they play downtown, you will get more fans. Um, I, I can I can also say it was difficult to get to York Lions Stadium. I, I live in Scarborough near the Pickering area, so it's also far for me to get to York Lions Stadium. It's very easy when I went to Wolfpack games, and I also attended one Arrows game at Lamport. I just take the go train from Rouge Hill to um, Exhibition, and then I yep. will go to um, Liberty Village or for soccer. Uh, and for Canada soccer games, I go to BMO Field um, on, and the other way, it's Exhibition Place. So um, I do know that I do believe the Seattle Seawolves person talked about um, MLR, and I might be wrong, but I do believe they want to have each stadium have their own kind of like 10,000 or like a stadium. Yes. Uh, I think 10, 20, 10, 20 years. I don't know what the timeline was, um, which makes sense. Um, specifically with Toronto, um, I do believe a lot of you could, at Toronto and also Vancouver, I think you're going to see a lot of um, soccer stadiums popping up everywhere because of the FIFA World Cup. Um, actually, Vancouver is going to get a second pro team, but in the CPL, so it's called Vancouver FC. I think they're going to play uh, in Willowbo Community Park in Langley. Okay. So, um, I, I think for rugby union playing in stadiums that are played by CPL teams or even MLS teams, but more CPL would generate more teams in Canada. Um, so like the Arrows and York United FC play in the same stadium. But I, I think Rugby Union, we're in a good place. And our Rugby League uh, is wait and see, but I'm optimistic about the CCCOL. Well, that's it's good to see that there there is, you know, light, maybe light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we hope that the pandemic is done in that uh, players are able to travel. Because I know we had some imports. Uh, most teams have some imports, and crossing the border was difficult at times. But 
you know, everybody was experiencing that. Didn't matter what sport you were yeah. in, or even even businesses were experiencing that. Just regular everyday businesses. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up today? Um, so you can follow me at Bashira at B A S H I R R A. Uh, I cover soccer. I cover rugby league, rugby union. I also cover a bit of basketball. As I used to write for Last Week in Basketball. But you can find me uh, talking about all these sports and um, and the exciting news about the Pro Women's Soccer League. Um, it's an exciting time right now. It is a exciting time for sports. We look forward to the next World Cup, especially coming to, to, to Canada. United States and Mexico. That would be interesting. I know there can be some improvements to BMO Field, so they'll be ready for World Cup. I, you know, we're talking about 20, the next World Cup, 2026, yeah. and we haven't even finished this one yet. So, do you have any favorites before we end today's show? Um, I think Brazil is going to win it. Now, I, I thought Japan really had a chance to go far. Unfortunately, lost in penalties, but uh, I would say Brazil, and I could see England or France getting there as well. Well, I thank you for that. Thank you for coming on the podcast again. It's been a while. We will keep in touch. And and I will put uh, information into the show notes where people can reach you so they can read what you write about. Because well, I've, I've read most of your stuff, and it comes from you doing hard work. So uh, I appreciate that. And uh, we will... We will stay in touch. Thanks. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful day. You too.